Welcome back to Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. For Bay Area Food Bank, securing funding and supplies is increasingly difficult during the pandemic. The challenges come as the need for food assistance is rising and long lines have become common at food banks. As the economic impact of the virus on families and individuals grows, we'll hear how Bay Area Food Banks are coping and we want to hear from you. Have you become a food bank participant in recent months? Share your experience and give us a call now at 866-733-6786. That's 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email any questions you may have to forum at kqed.org. First, we're joined by San Francisco resident Connie Rivera, who recently began participating in a food bank. Welcome, Connie. Thanks for joining us. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Talk about when you first decided you needed to go to a food pantry. Well, uh, I decided to go when I hear about about the Mission Food Hub, and then um, after my my work. I'm uh, sorry, it's a little bit hard to talk about this, but after my I lost my job, and then I I, I don't know where to go get some food, so I hear about them, and then I went to start going uh, at the mid of May. I'm so sorry you lost your job. Uh, do you mind sharing what, you, what what did you do? I mean, what was your job? I work in a – actually, I have a, a, a small business here at Mission 24th Street, and then we do it to the pandemic. We have to close. We have to shut out the store for a couple months, and then it's very hard for us. So on March, when they everything starts closing, then we got to close. It's a retail store, promote the culture, and then so we have to – start looking for help. And when I hear about the Mission Food Hub, I went there and it was great when I found out what they, they were giving. And I, I, I have a hope like, oh, then I don't have to worry. I have I come here and now every, since May I start going. And then I become, after that, I become voluntary, helping others, helping each other, you know. And how many times a week do you go to the pantry? Uh, could you tell us? I go three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays. Every every these three days we go and then help. But also I bring my my beautiful box with beautiful food, very good food. Like every every day, we, it's different. Like Monday we get cereal and milk and and pancakes and breakfast, and then us uh, to make it. And in Wednesday we make a we get. Uh, rice, beans, and all the veggies, and milk, and chicken. And and, and Fridays we get uh, this beautiful masa, which is we use a lot as a community Latino, and we use a lot of masa. And yeah, and a lot Enough of food? Uh, uh, veggies, veggies, a lot of food. Sounds like a lot very of food. Very good food. Yeah, it and is good a food. lot of food, and very healthy, good food there. Yes, uh, that's heartening and, to hear. Uh, well, I thank you so much for joining us. You've been doing some volunteering there, too. I know there's been a real problem with the dearth of volunteers or lack of volunteers at the food banks. Yes, yeah, so I will encourage every, uh, anybody who would like to come and volunteer. To each, even one, just one day, we really need a help and support each other right now in this hard time. So please come and, uh, and be part of it, this beautiful community. Everybody's welcome to come. Connie Rivera, thank you. thank you for joining us. I hope things turn uh better and that you find a job or get your job back uh, and get into business again. I appreciate your being with us. Thank you. Thank you. My pleasure. Bye-bye.
That's Connie Rivera, San Francisco resident who uses the Mission Food Hub. We're joined now by Michael Altfest. Michael Altfest is director of the Community Engagement, Alameda County Community Food Bank. Welcome, Michael. Good to have you. Thank you. I uh, really appreciate you having us on and shining a spotlight on this uh, very critical issue right now. Well, it is a critical issue, and there's a greater demand for food with this economic insecurity. Uh, you've seen a pretty enormous spike, I imagine, because of all the people who are out of work and who need food, haven't you? Put concisely, yes. Um, you know, we're one of just 200 food banks nationwide. Um, we're also part of you know, a handful of food banks that make up area food banks. Our food bank prior to this was serving one in five county residents. That's pretty standard across the Bay Area in terms of uh, residents turning to food, to food pantries and soup kitchens and then the overall network like ours. Um, I would say right now we estimate that our need has doubled as a result of this and, you know, talking to my colleagues uh, Contra Costa, Silicon Valley, uh, San Francisco, Marin, and all the way up into Redwood Empire, we're all seeing anywhere between about a 50% to even a tripling of need, depending on the food bank in the area. That's a lot. Uh, and it's a lot to have to handle. And I imagine the biggest challenges are funding and supplies. But also what I mentioned with Connie Rivera was uh, the volunteers are, uh, they become a real problem in terms of getting the volunteers. Often they're the most vulnerable people, they're over 65. They don't want to put themselves at risk. Isn't that the case? We did definitely see at the beginning of this in February and early March, a pretty quick drop off of volunteers. We all experienced that. And uh, there was a couple of reasons, one being obviously vulnerable populations like that. The other one being that corporate groups, um, just like everybody stopped doing gatherings. So it really had nothing to do with the food banks, more so that people were really just starting to take the safety measures. As this started to tick up and it ticked up very, very quickly. I mean, this all came on very tsunami-like. Uh, we did actually see an outpouring of support in terms of people interested in volunteering. Um, each food bank is is operating kind of independently and on their own, depend on, on how the volunteer needs are. I would say right now, um, volunteer needs are increasing for a couple of reasons. Uh, one being that the volunteers that we have had over the course of the last you know four or five months, we're starting to see some fatigue set in. Um, you know, it's, it is not easy to come out and, and do this work for this long, uh, but we're all also facing a situation right now where we've been relying on uh, disaster service workers that have been uh, supplied by the county and the state, and a lot of those are being recalled or those relationships are kind of phasing out. So I'd say over the next couple months, especially as we start to head in the holidays, the needs for volunteers anywhere from warehouse workers all the way to distributions. I know uh, Silicon Valley, they have a lot of volunteers for their distributions. Uh, those are, you know, that, to, that need is going to increase and we highly encourage people to be checking in with their local food banks, checking their websites, seeing what the volunteer needs are. And if you are able to spare a couple hours or in our case, you know, a couple hours once a week recurring over the course of a month, uh, please do jump in because the help is is definitely needed. Yeah, you also had those large corporate groups who now, for the most part, are working at home. We're talking with Michael Altfest. He's Director of Community Engagement with the Alameda County Community Food Bank. And if you have questions for him or if you have become a food bank participant in recent months, we'd like to hear from you. We'd like to hear your experience. And you can give us a call right now at our toll-free number. The number to call is 866-733-6786. That number, again, for your phone calls is 866-733-6786. Or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook, we're at KQED Forum, or email us, forum at kqed.org. 
Here's Carol who writes, I'm so sorry for all of the people needing the food. However, I volunteered three times at three different sites to help with food distribution. Two of the three had a very safe setup for the volunteers and the recipients. The third was horrible. People not wearing masks over noses and mouths, lack of social distancing, very thin gloves that kept ripping. From now on, I'll be sending in my unemployment checks as donations rather than risk being at an unsafe distribution. But let's talk about safety uh, since she brings it up here with her experience. And thank you for emailing that to us, Carol. Uh, also, could you, Michael, not only talk about that, but also some of the donations that come in. Uh, certainly you've got no liability, but you've got leftovers and exposed foods and in some instances unwanted foods. Uh, at least that's been a problem I know off and on, some food banks. Well, uh, let me uh, address the volunteer issue first. You know, uh, before even shelter in place orders were um, were enacted, all of the food banks began uh, doing very, very strict uh, social distancing and, and masking guidelines. Um, it's important to note that we're all, as, as food organizations, we all uphold very strict safety standards. So uh, working in very safe um, food safety environments is, is just very common for us. So, you know, that's, it's been an, it's been a struggle because we have had to not just uh, maintain the volume that we're doing, but increase the volume while spreading out our volunteers. So we can't have as many volunteers right now in order to keep the social distancing uh, with the added cleaning and the added safety measures. It does take longer to do work, um, but I can assure you that all of the food banks are being very, very, very careful uh, in terms of our volunteer efforts and just even with staff in terms of making sure that we are following CDC guidelines, remaining masked, gloved, extra sanitation, uh, and so forth. So that's, uh, you know. And the food donations? Uh, yeah, well, interestingly, so I, you know, I can't speak for every food bank, but I know a lot of, uh, a lot of the food banks, including ours, we actually had to stop taking uh, small scale food donations like that. So we're not actually bringing in um, you know, food drive barrels and uh, you know, uh, inventory that might be compromised like that. Um, you know, a lot of that does have to do with safety, but it's also resources. The food donations that we have been taking have been bulk food donations from manufacturers and retailers. So we're getting literally truckloads of food as opposed to, as opposed to barrels. Well, you've been doing some shift over there in Alameda to emergency food bags, right? Uh... Yes, emergency food bags have been kind of the core of what we've been doing. And this is actually for us was something that we started doing uh, last year during the government shutdown uh, when you had a number of local government agencies like TSA uh, and the Coast Guard who were working but not getting paid. So we started developing very quickly emergency food bags that we could go and take. So. For instance, we were taking a couple hundred bags of emergency food over to Oakland Airport into the TSA break room a couple times a week. Made it really easy for uh, the TSA workers who were just getting off work or maybe at break to just go in there and grab a bag and just you know continue uh, off to where they were going. So just the the sheer quickness of that uh, turned out to be a really valuable tactic this time around. We knew how to build them. Uh, we could do it really quickly and where that's helpful is because uh, we can distribute food a lot more quickly in much bigger bulk and do so without requiring people to congregate. Uh, we're doing probably between 10 to 12,000 bags between 30 to 50 different locations right now on a weekly basis just for that tactic alone. Yeah, we're talking to Michael Altfest who is Director of Community Engagement at Alameda Community, excuse me, Alameda County Community Food Bank and uh, 
Here's Phil in Oakland. Phil, join us. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, go ahead, Phil. Speak to yeah, us. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to comment. What an incredible job that the food bank volunteers are doing. Um, it, it it's so helpful. You know, I'm I'm on a fixed income, and uh, by driving up there and getting the food, I'm I'm able to help my shut-in neighbors with uh, my portion of food, which is uh, helping everybody in the community. Um, I just think that it's it's a great thing, you know. Well, we thank you for the call, Phil, and appreciate your joining us this morning. Uh, Here's Jerome, who is a food bank volunteer who writes, even at the smaller food banks in Bay Area communities, Considered better off than others, the number of visitors has increased tenfold. We're seeing 600 people a day just in the city of Alameda, population 80,000. In the midst of this COVID crisis, what food banks need more than anything are cash donations to buy more food. Agree with that, Michael? Absolutely. Um, We are all increasing our food distribution significantly. Um, I was talking to my colleague in Contra Costa, um, and they are... Uh, distributing 50% more food, we're up to about 70% more food. And I think what surprises a lot of people is that we purchase most of the food that we provide, and that's year round. Um, This is, I did a double take on this the other day. Our food costs in July of 2019 were under $250,000. Our food costs for July of 2020 was $1.48 million. Um, that is about a six times increase there. Um, and it has to do with two things, really. One being that we're providing a lot more food right now. We're, we're, our food bank alone is doing one million pounds plus per week. Um, but also the cost of food is going up. So we've seen a number of just key items, be that uh, rice, beans, canned chicken, canned tuna. Uh, they're going up anywhere between 40 and 75%, especially at the beginning of this pandemic, because we were all competing for the same inventory. So uh, as we are distributing more food, as resources are going um, to expand our programming and food distribution. So that means you know, more gas for our trucks or even more staff to distribute the food. We're seeing uh, a significant increase uh, in our resources. So yes, cash donations are by far the most important way to help food banks right now. Well, Michael, what about uh, partnering or teaming up with the National Guard? That was done during the recession, I know. Uh, uh, Loma Prieta also back in 1989 with Second Harvest Food uh, in Santa Cruz. Uh, In other words, uh, particularly to reach some of those people who can't leave their homes and fill the volunteer void. Yeah, um, so we've all been really fortunate to have a range of uh, support like that. Our food bank did not have... uh, Coast Guard support. I know a few others did. I believe Second Harvest in Silicon Valley had uh, National Guard support, but we're all receiving support uh, in that manner. So we were using uh, California Conservation Corps, for instance. It's all coming through our county disaster resource um, partners, as well as the state. Uh, But again, a lot of that is phasing out um, right now. So we are, again, looking for volunteers. Uh, In terms of home delivery, uh, that's been a very, very big part of this. So, you know, when we first started, a significant portion of the call volume that we were getting to start was from seniors, uh, which is, you know, seniors as a group is often one of the largest uh, groups that food banks serve already. But uh, we were really fortunate to have um, partners that could help with that off the bat. You know, most food banks are working with organizations like Meals on Wheels. Our food bank has a great partner <coughs> called Mercy Brown Bag that, um, 
that was also helping uh, with an organization called Oakland at Risk that was pairing volunteers to do home delivery. Uh, we've been working with organizations like Amazon Flex who have been helping us now deliver food uh, within in partnership with our public health department uh, to households that have um, received COVID-19 positives or otherwise quarantined because of this. So they're not even allowed to leave their house. Uh, how do they get food? So that's where these sorts of partnerships come in. Um, and they've been very critical over the last couple of months as we've grown this, uh, this effort. Yeah, and I know uh, the partnerships go on, uh, and there are many, in fact, uh, with for a while with uh, gig independent drivers and so forth, which is more difficult now since many of them are not able to work. Uh, but we have uh, someone named Jane, that's the name that she's going to use. Uh, she lives in San Francisco, and she uses the food pantry at the Richmond Neighborhood Center. And Jane, welcome to the program. I'm glad to have you with us. Thank you for joining us. Oh. <laughs> Are you there, Jane? Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I want to ask you, uh, first of all, about when you, let's find out when you first decided to go to a food pantry. Oh, you know what? I just, um, uh, I work, uh, I had a job. I work in a restaurant and I lost my job because of that. And uh, I just start two months ago. It's the second month. It's uh, July. I start July. Oh, I'm sorry uh, that you lost your job. Mean, I was, oh, you know, uh, that's okay. There's a lot of people doing, uh, I mean, uh, in a trouble now. <laughs> and uh, I walking down the street and uh, the people giving something, but somebody called me, okay. Uh, and I said, what? I said, okay, if you like, if you have a, some, you can have some. I said, what? They said there's a food bank in it. Really? Can I have? And it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so it was just yeah. there for you. You didn't even know about it. You didn't go on your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I was uh, walking down the street and, uh, yeah, and I'm uh, taking this the second month. Well, I'm glad you're joining us this morning, but I know, like many people, and you want to be called Jane because there's a kind of uh, shame often associated with going to a food bank, uh, maybe because of the stereotypes people have. You, uh, lazy or you don't uh, not looking for work or that kind of thing uh, that does that bother you does that weigh on you a lot of uh, elderly people and um, probably the you know that uh, because of COVID uh, maybe there are there's some people too and uh, yeah I'm still looking for a job. I just the last week been in some place, and I asked. They want just um, they. I saw the hiring, and I asked it. Okay, uh, I'm interested. Uh, in and the meantime, talking. I hope I'm that you can get you. the food I'm you need. I'm gonna call you back. I'm, but I'm sorry. What? They did call you back. <laughs> I'm still. I hope I can find a job. Yeah. Well, I, I share your hope. I hope you do find a job, and I hope. Uh, that you get the food that you need. The food pantry has been pretty good for your household, though, for the most part. Yes, yes. And when I go back to, if I will find my job, I hope I can find. Then, uh, yeah, I'm not going to bank uh, food bank. It's called, but it's helpful. Yeah, it's helpful. The people is very, very nice. Well, I wish you the best, and I thank you for joining us, and appreciate the time you've spent with us. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. My pleasure. That's, that's Jane. She lives in San Francisco. Jane is the name she 
preferred anonymously, and she uses a food pantry at the Richmond Neighborhood Center. Uh, here's Kim who writes, uh, are McConnell and the GOP clueless about the immense increase in use of food banks? Why are they refusing funding uh, for food stamps and other programs in the next stimulus bill? Can food banks send this data to McConnell and the Senate? Let's, let's, uh, I want to go to some callers here, but let me go back to you, Michael, on this. Michael Altfest from the Alameda County Community Food Bank. Um, there is uh, a lot of food stamp money and food bank money that's tied to this present relief bill, isn't there? Well, you know, it is the government's responsibility, first and foremost, to be caring for our citizens. Um, and it's a big reason why food banks have uh, increasingly very strong, uh, robust advocacy departments. Uh, I'll just throw this out there right now. Us and the Bay Area Food Banks and in cooperation with California Association of Food Banks are heavily, heavily lobbying for that 15% SNAP increase in the next COVID uh, package bill. SNAP being, uh, we, it's called CalFresh here, but you might commonly know it as food stamps. Um, these benefits, I, I can't even begin to overstate how critical they are. And, you know, I was talking to one of my colleagues lately about just what she called an avalanche that is waiting to happen. Uh, the, the government support during COVID has been absolutely critical for this. So be it the additional unemployment benefits or pandemic EBT, or even things like the rent, um, or excuse me, eviction moratoriums. These, all, these have all played a role in our work. Um, they've all played a role in keeping our community um, you know, afloat during this time, and they are all set to expire. So if any of these things, be it the unemployment insurance goes away, or it lowers, or you know, we don't get the increases in SNAP, or people begin to uh, be evicted from their homes, uh, I mean, that's, that's a disaster waiting to happen. And it's all going to fall on food banks to continue um, you know, helping. So the more that, you know, anything that goes away from a government standpoint is more that food banks need to go and fill the gap. And let me bring another caller on, and that's Ann joining us from Danville. Ann, welcome. You're on the air. Good morning, Michael. Um, Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, I'd like to put in a plug for the um, Contra Costa County um, Master Gardener Program. We have a beautiful garden in Walnut Creek, and we harvest hundreds of pounds of produce twice a week and take it to the Monument Crisis Center Food Bank. So I'd like to encourage your listeners that have productive gardens to take their um, leftover and extra produce to the food bank. Um, they're extremely grateful for whatever you can give. Thank you for that, Karen. Good to hear from you. Appreciate that. Let me get another caller on. That's Karen. Uh, excuse me, that's Ann now joining us. <laughs> Hello. Karen from Alameda. Yeah, hi, Karen. Go ahead. Hi. Okay. Um, so I just want to give a shout-out for our little food bank, the city of Alameda Food Bank. Um, I am 65. I'm in the 65 age group. You know, I, I'm self-quarantining, and so my son was going once a week, and they are fabulous. They, you don't get out of your car. You sit in the car. They check your license plate to make sure, you know, because you're only supposed to go there once a week. And you pop open your trunk, and they put all the food in the trunk for you, and off you go. I have never made so much veg fresh vegetable soup in my life. Well, it's it good to hear that shout-out, Karen. Thank you for that. And, again, no, I appreciate I, hearing I, from you. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. I donate. Whenever I have a few extra dollars, I donate 
to the food bank because they're doing such a wonderful service. I'm sure it's appreciated. And again, I thank you for the call. Uh, Michael, do you want to respond to that? Yeah, it was great to hear. Alameda Food Bank is one of our partners. um, And, you know, I can't, you know, go, I can't speak highly enough about our agency partners. So I mentioned Mercy Brown Bag before, Alameda Food Bank. Uh, You know, we've got 280 or so agency partners that we were working with before this, and we would not be getting through this pandemic without them. Uh, A lot of them are run by volunteers. A lot of those volunteers are in vulnerable age groups. Um, And they are really, they you know, year in, year out, day in, day out, they are the heart of our work. So um, we're very appreciative of those partners like Alameda Food Bank who have just stepped up in so many amazing ways during this time uh, to help us. And then, you know, she made a really good point that, you know, we haven't talked about this, is those drive-through distributions have been incredible. You know, we've got, uh, we've got four that we're running on our own. The one in Oakland, it's actually happening right now. We'll probably serve a thousand cars today. Uh, there's food banks in San Francisco, I know is running many, many uh, drive throughs as well as uh, Second Harvest all across their counties uh, because, you know, safety is, is paramount here. So being able to distribute food in ways that uh, is safe uh, is it's been a big challenge for this, but we figured it out pretty quickly and it's pretty impressive how, how well those are going. Let me ask you a few questions that have come in by emails, Michael, if I may. Um, one is from Bill who wants to know, is it possible for vegetarians and vegan donors to restrict personal cash donations to the purchase of plant-based food rather than animal products? And it might be worth uh, finding out from you if a client can get vegetarian food only if uh, so inclined and needed. Uh, so first part, yes, absolutely. Um, for clients who uh, have any dietary restrictions, we just ask um, that they you know, let us know or where the location are is that they are going. Uh, Alameda County is one of the most diverse places in the entire country. So um, we, a, a big part of our work is making sure that we're meeting uh, the, the nutrition needs of our clients, be that cultural or dietary. And we do a lot of um, programming from like a health standpoint. So we do things even like programs focused on um, uh, clients who are diabetic or pre-diabetic. So that's, that is actually a big part of what food banks do. We do want to make sure that we're meeting the, the appropriate uh, dietary needs of our clients. Um, and then in terms of the first question there, certainly if people um, do make donations, they can ask or request for those donations to be restricted to certain types of food. I will say though that most food banks, you know, ours included a uh, a majority of the food that we actually provide is fresh fruits and vegetables. So a majority of the, the food, a majority of the donations is going um, to you know, vegetarian-related items as well. Anyways. We're going to have to leave it there, but Michael Alpes, let me thank you for joining us on Forum this morning, and uh, kudos to you and those who work with you for all the work you do, all the good work you do. Much appreciated. Thank you. really appreciate it, and really appreciate all of the community support this time. It's critical. And as long as we're talking about appreciation and gratitude, Forum is produced by Judy Campbell, Tina Larberg, Ariana Prell, Blanca Torres, Grace Wan, and Susan Britton. Senior editor is Dan Zoll, and our engineer is Danny Bringer. Intern is Jamison Weiss. Executive editor is Ethan tobin Lindsay, And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. And thank you for being a part of this morning's program. For all of us here at KQED Public Radio, stay safe. I'm Michael Krasny.
Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio and the Germanicos Foundation and the Generosity Foundation.